afternoon. Can you hear me? Yes, it works. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to this afternoon's Meet the Artist interview. We're going to talk over the Grand Allegro for a couple of minutes. Um, my name is Joanna Berman. I'm a former principal dancer with the San Francisco Ballet. And I'm very... Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm very happy to be your interviewer today. Um, some business I have to tend to here. This program is presented by the San Francisco Ballet Center for Dance Education. Today is Sunday, February 24th, 2008, and we are broadcasting from the San Francisco War Memorial Opera House. This interview is being podcast, so I would like to welcome both our audience members here in the theater and our podcast listeners. Most of the Meet the Artist series will be available as podcasts on our website at www.sfballet.org with new installments each week. Now down to business. It is my pleasure to introduce to you San Francisco Ballet principal dancer, Teet Helmets. Hello. Okay, here we go, Teet. I'm going to try. Teet was born in Viljandi, Estonia. He coached me before we came out. He danced with the Estonian National Ballet and the Birmingham Royal Ballet before joining San Francisco Ballet in 2005. And we've enjoyed him as the prince in Swan Lake, Sleeping Beauty, the Nutcracker, and of course, as Albrecht in Giselle, as well as in numerous contemporary works by Helgi Thomason and Yuri Pozikoff, George Balanchine, and many, many more already in your short stay. So, Teet, welcome. I, I am most curious about what it was like growing up in Estonia and being a male ballet student in Estonia? That's my first question. Well, it was a very different time. Estonia was under Soviet Russia. We were just part of this whole big big part of Russia. And uh, we were very poor. We didn't have very much. And the uh, government supports the arts, so the art school seemed like the best thing. And uh, you could get the education and training for your work. Did, I'm also curious, did you come from a line of dancers or artists, or how did you come to ballet? Um, I have some actors in my family, but... Do they have but, beautiful feet like you have? Uh, my father does, does yeah. He, but he doesn't yeah. use them, really. No, yeah. not really. Well, he's an engineer, so, I mean, I guess he uses them to go to work. So, so it just seemed. How did how did your family find that you had this talent, though, to start ballet? I'm sure it's not common. Well, I did um, ballroom dancing. Like when I was eight years old, I just tried it out, and my my mom really liked ballroom dancing. It was it was really in fashion that time, and uh, she she just thought, why don't we try ballet school? Well, it's interesting because one thing I wanted to talk to you about, we'll take a little veer off a little bit, is about partnering. So I'm wondering if some of that is the ballroom thing. You are um, well known here already and coveted as a great partner. Thank you. And I wanted to know if uh, that's something you've always enjoyed doing or something that somebody really worked on with you and what's the key? Well, actually, 
I, I, didn't, I didn't really know that I had any talent in partnering. Everybody just goes into the first class not knowing whether they're good or not. And I really started to enjoy it. I really just somehow clicked immediately. I understood how human body works, how you're supposed to present a woman. Uh, to always to their benefit that they look the best. You can just be at, you're at the back, basically. So you need to disappear. So you can only see her. Well, that's beautiful. It's interesting because the, the few people who I think of as phenomenal partners who I got to dance with, I've done a finger turn with you, but that's it. Yeah. Um, all say that they put the woman first or the, the partner first. And really, in the end, you lo- end up looking that much better for doing that. Yeah. So it's, it's smart, and uh, we thank you. Um, can you tell us about uh, what brought you from the Estonian National Ballet to Birmingham Royal Ballet, who, by the way, uh, that, that company is directed by David Bintley, and I'm sure a lot of you have, are familiar with some of the works that he has done for this company, Sons of Horus. Well, he didn't do it for this company, Sons of Horus, but um, The Dance House, which you did there and here. Anyway, how did you end up in Birmingham? Well, I met my wife, Molly Smolin, in Estonia, and uh, we pretty much did the whole classical repertoire. We did Swan Lake, Giselle, Sleeping Beauty. And uh, they're mostly just classical company. They only do the uh, fooling ballets, very few modern things at that time. And I really felt like I was losing out on something. And I've heard great things about uh, Birmingham Royal Ballet. And they were really interested in us. And we decided to go because they were doing a lot of new works. Balanchine. Balanchine was not really exposed to Estonia, because, uh, well, it's a, it's a relatively new country, and they, uh, they don't really... You have to pay a lot for Balanchine Trust. So. So. Um, so how long did you stay in Birmingham? We stayed there for six years. Good run. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you something about... Well, let me ask you this now, because you did... Did you do Giselle in the Estonian National yes. Ballet? Yes. So you did Giselle there, Birmingham yeah. Royal Ballet, yes. and here. Mm-hmm. And can you tell us a little bit about the differences in choreography, perhaps, in coaching, in approach? Well, in Estonia, they, they perform three classical ballets, like... Almost every week they do like Giselle on Wednesday, Friday, Swan Lake, and Saturday, Sleeping Beauty. It's Wednesday, it must be Giselle. So you pretty much are assigned a performance, what you're going to dance. And you have a month to prepare for it. So you just rehearse every day, just Giselle. You really get it in your body, and you go out there and you just perform. And in Birmingham, we have usually a blocks of a month is assigned for one performance. So we would do like a month of Giselle. Everybody is doing it, yeah. And uh, well, and would you like to talk about what it's like here when you're doing Giselle? Well, over here, <laughs> um, we learned Giselle in October. We learned all the choreography, all the steps, and then we just put it aside, and then the end of January came, we started to slowly pick it up again. And what else might you do in one day while you're rehearsing Giselle here? You can give a feel for that. Well, you also rehearse 
the next triple bill, what's coming up, you, you are just constantly involved. You're just running from studio to studio pretty much all day. How do you how do you think that um, what sort of effect do you think that might have had on your performance? Do you think that it has its benefits as well as obviously it's a little more difficult not to be able to concentrate on one thing? But what, what's your feeling about that? It it takes more concentration, focus, and because I have done the role before, so I have something to rely back on. I have something to take from my memory and put it into this, my whole energy into this one show. So we only had five days to put on Giselle. So I think we did a pretty good job. I think so too. Um, and I don't know if, how many people might know this. Can you tell us what happened this last Friday and Saturday afternoon for that matter? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I had to, um, there was an emergency performance because Ruben had injured himself. And on Friday, I danced Giselle with Vanessa. And I was told that morning that I had to dance with her. So we rehearsed that afternoon, and in the evening, we performed it. And Saturday matinee, I danced with Yuan So... You're probably still warm from Friday night, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was like a, a new premiere. Yeah. It was very exciting. Um, and I would love to know you what your favorite part to dance in Giselle, what that would be, and also the most challenging part for you um, as Albrecht. I, mean. I, I like the, the first meeting. I think that is a very important part of the ballet. It has to be very clear, clearly acted and, well, I don't want to really say act. I, I usually try to feel it, not to act it, but it's a very important part of the ballet. It sets the whole ballet up and uh, the most challenging part is probably the second act. The whole second act. The whole second <laughs> act, yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit about uh, how you like to define Albrecht in that first meeting? There's different approaches and opinions about what kind of character he is, you know, Cad versus, mm -hmm. you know, sort of a victim of love or whatever. Do you have a real strong feeling about who he is? I... There's many different ways of doing it. And there is there are people who... Um, acted as they don't really care for Giselle, they are just out there to have fun, and in the end they just feel guilty and go and, and ask for forgiveness in the second act because they, are, they feel bad about what they did. There is also other ways that you can act it, which I prefer is then you are actually really taken by her beauty. You are really just falling in love, but you are assigned to marry somebody else. But you really love this girl, you fall in love with her, and everybody finds out, and you just have this terrible guilt that you killed this beautiful creature, and you go and beg for forgiveness. I like that one, too, personally. A lot easier to respond to someone who's not a cad. Yeah. Um, I have a couple more things, but I want to make sure that 
the audience gets questions in that they might have for Teet. So would anybody like to ask Teet something? The question is, uh, wondering the difference between the choreography that Teet did in Estonia for Giselle and Helgi's choreography. Well, actually, they're pretty similar. Um, the version what I did do in England is, is very different from here. Who's the choreographer for uh, that? David Pintley. Ah. And, and I mean, it's, it's still a, a classical ballet. It's, it's just the English version of Giselle, which is very different. But um, Helge's version to the version what I did in Estonia, it's very similar, very uh, Vaganova, very... Uh, it, 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 was, it feels really comfortable to dance. More a Russian influence. Yes. And your training is essentially r Russian. Yes. Um, any other questions? Yes. I'll, I'll repeat the question. It's a great question. Um, the question is, what does Teet do when his wife, Molly Smolin, dances? When, what does she do when he dances, and do they get nervous for each other? Or how do they support each other? Well, yes, I get very nervous if I have to watch her, more so than for myself. I will be watching it today. I have a rehearsal finishing just before she enters in second act, so I'm going to rush over to watch it. And uh, she's always there for me. If I have difficulty with the role, she's going to help me out, give me guidance. We, we really look out for each other. What role will she be dancing today? Uh, she's going to be dancing Mirta tonight, uh, this afternoon. Very one of the most demanding technical roles there there is for a girl, I think. The most tiring, certainly. Yes, that's true. Very exciting. The question is, has it been difficult for him to adjust or go between uh, the Russian school, the English school, and the American style as he went from company to company? I think when I was younger... Um, when I was 21, I, it, it was certainly it was different going from Vaganova style to a really um, structured British way of dancing. And now that I am more experienced, I find it easier to be switching between styles. I don't, I don't find it as difficult as I did when I was more unexperienced and younger. It is much easier. I, it takes me a, a day or two to just adjust to it, and then I can just... It, it becomes part of my body. Oh, what is the difference between the two uh, the styles? I'll hold your mic if you want to show anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Vaganova style is very it's very um, very very big, very extended, very ex expressive. You express with your upper body everything, and British tend to move. Um, very fast. It's, uh, the, the force is more inwards instead of outwards, like the Russian stance. So that was that was very difficult adjustment at first. And they move very fast, which is which can be really difficult for a taller man. Think of maybe does Balanchine feel pretty fast to you, or is that comparable to maybe? Well, because Balanchine came from Russian training, so I I feel like he put the best, what he really liked in Russian training, into his choreography. So I, I, I really enjoy his stuff, yeah. Most people enjoy his stuff, yeah. I think. <laughs>
The question is, uh, in a piece of choreography like Giselle, do you mean in a full length like Giselle, um, can a principal dancer make suggestions, perhaps do his or her own little thing, more spins, as he said? Um, I'll let Teet answer that. The short answer is yes, but, um, but it depends. What do you think? I think certainly you can um, put something of yourself into it. Um, if you have real difficulty with certain parts, something that does not feel right to you or the way you see the character, you can certainly tell that to the choreographer and they, we will find the medium, we will find why is it done a certain way, why is it important. So we, uh, we're very much flexible with what we want. I think you have, one has to keep the big picture in mind and, and certainly be respectful of the choreographer and the choreography, but um, in this case, Helgi would certainly be open to suggestions or just concerns. Uh, the question is, what is your favorite part to dance in your repertoire? I've thought about it quite a bit, and I have two. I really like Giselle, and I really like Apollo. Those are the two parts I really enjoy doing. For those who may not have heard, the first question is, how has uh, Tietz's understanding of Albrecht evolved in his performances, and how do you like living in San Francisco, the city, and what do you think? I, I believe that more you dance this role, it can only get better. I, I, I'm actually really glad to have done four shows of Giselle, and I felt really comfortable uh, yesterday afternoon, and I performed it for the last time. Um, I felt like it was growing, it was, it was getting where I wanted it to be. It was really comfortable, really natural, really relaxed. I think you have to just do them over and over and over in order to feel comfortable, to, to advance them to something that is just going to be really pleasing for you. And could I ask you what um, dancing with a different Giselle might elicit from your performance? How, what, what difference did that make, or can that make? Well, for instance, with Vanessa, it was really refreshing. It was, because I had never re rehearsed with her, it was, it was like we actually met on this stage, because we had just had an hour rehearsal, and it was like we met for the first time, so it was, it was kind of realistic, no? And it, from then it kind of grew and... Spontaneous. Very spontaneous, yes. Um, whereas with somebody, uh, if you rehearse with somebody, it's still, it's still the same, of course. It's very still spontaneous, but it's more like familiar. Oh, and um, I, love, I love the city. I love the city. I, I love the... Uh, how generous the audience is with their applauses is just so pleasing coming from England where everybody's very reserved. Um, it's just, it feels wonderful. It's just so refreshing. About the, ta the town. Do you get out much? <laughs> yes, I, I, I do. I, um, I actually started um, college this year because I had just taken up my upgrading my education. 
I, uh, I'm taking full advantage of the city. Thank you. He just said that Teet's contribution to this company is wonderful, and we love having him, and I know we all agree. And I love being here. The question is, are there any roles that Teet has not danced yet that he would like to dance or given a wish list? Any, if he could pick anything, what might that be? I think, I think the only role I would really like to tackle will be Manon. I haven't done that. Macmillan's Manon. Um, that looks, it looks really challenging, really interesting. I've done Macmillan's Romeo and Juliet, but I, I'd like to explore his choreography more, and that would be a wonderful opportunity. I would take it up immediately if I could. Luckily, I, swear, I know the answer, so I'm not scared to ask it. <laughs> the question was, um, I, don't, I want to paraphrase this properly, but um, how does Teet enjoy dancing with his wife, or is it, is, it, is it great, or is it easier just to dance with other partners and support each other from afar? I enjoy dancing with my wife all the time. I have never not enjoyed it. It is always the most special moment for me. And we always work very hard, a lot harder when I would dance with anybody else. We always carried, uh, the, the fourth carries on. We always talk about it. We go home, we talk about it. We get these like, ideas all the time. How can we make it more perfect? So it's a, it's a wonderful process. It really helps me to grow as an artist Then I do that. Um, whereas with somebody else, really, you just close the door to the rehearsal and that's it. You don't talk about it. So it can be harder. Very romantic. <laughs> I think we should say one last question. The question is, how did Teet meet Molly and how did they both make it to this company? Well, we... We met in Estonia, and my, di my director was doing a new production of Romeo and Juliet, and all the ballerinas were um, more older generation. I was just out of school. I was only uh, 19 years old, and I needed a Juliet. And she had a friend, uh, Yelena Chernyshova, who uh, worked with ABT, and uh, she knew Molly, very talented young girl. And she said, how about I introduce it to her and you can bring Molly over to Estonia Dance Juliet. So that's how we met. We met uh, during the Romeo and Juliet rehearsals, and it grew from there pretty much on. Coming to this company. Oh, and, and our choices were to move from Estonia to Birmingham, from Birmingham to America. It, it was something that we needed to do in order to grow as an artist, to, to experience more. Because you can get really comfortable in one company and the, um, the growth can stop as an artist. You can just reach the top and just stay there, but it has to evolve, it has to keep growing all the time. So this, these were the choices that we made all together to become better artists. Squeeze one more question in, yes. The, the, the question is when other companies are visiting and doing ballets such as Giselle at other theaters, do, 
just teach, <laughs> get to go, have time to go, want to spend his free moments seeing Giselle. I'm setting you up. I, I usually, if I'm performing the same ballet, I don't, I don't watch anybody else. I even don't watch my co-workers do the same role. I really feel it distracts me from my own role. I start focusing on different things. So I try to always stay focused on my own performance, on my own interpretation. I try not to steal from anybody or I just find my own. So I usually don't watch somebody else. But if I run into a block, an artistic block, then I would maybe rent a video or buy something that can help me to get past that. You have a rehearsal, don't do you not? Yes. What are you rehearsing today? I'm rehearsing for Eden Eden. This is it's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like Albrecht. N- no. no. Bald cap and everything else. Yes. All right. Well, Teet, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And I'd like to thank our live audience and our podcast listeners for joining us today. The Meet the Artist series will be available as podcasts on our website at www.sfballet.org. So thank you for coming and enjoy the show today. Bye-bye.